Hello and welcome to Coffee Lovers Radio. Joseph here with Jesse Nelson for Condo Coffee. Hello. Hello, as per usual. But uh, it's going to be a little bit of a different episode this week. Is it? I don't know. It's a little bit more Joseph-centered because you're on a little bit of a... That's right. This time I'm talking about roasting. Oh. But you're the coffee roaster. Some days. <laughs> Some days. All days. <laughs> there was a... I'm, ar- I'm already going to jump into a sidebar. There's there's a... Perfect. A, <laughs> so there's a professional photographer. I, I'm pretty sure this is who said this. This is terrible. <laughs> I... One of my first businesses was photography, and I've been in photography for a very long time. But there, there's, there's a one saying that goes, uh, I'm a photographer when I'm photographing, and I'm a writer when I'm writing. So you're a roaster when you're roasting. That's true, yeah. And, and right now we're, we're show hosts, because that's what we're doing. Show hosts. That's right. We're not podcasting. <laughs> no, no. We're <laughs> we are show, show hosting. We're hosting a show. That's right. <laughs> uh, and this one's going to be about uh, kind of getting into home roasting. Right. Yeah, you're getting into home roasting. Uh, yeah, kind bit. of. Um, you're exploring it. Yeah, I'm yeah, def- definitely starting to explore it. So uh, it's something, I mean, we talked about getting into the subject of home roasting, and we're going to be kind of gradually doing Touch that. Touch on a lot, yeah. Um, as we get as we get more equipment. I live, in a, I live in an apartment, so I usually can't do that because roasting makes a lot of, a lot of smoke, freaking smoke. Yeah. Also, it's really involved process. It's difficult to like get into that, spend a lot of a time doing that. It's fascinating. It is. It's really fascinating. I feel like that's what's really cool about coffee and all levels of coffee and most most levels in coffee is that there's such a do it yourself sort of hands-on quasi-artistic but definitely hobby sort of, you know, getting your getting getting in there and building something, roasting something, cooking something. I mean, there's mm-hmm. every part of coffee is very very hands-on. So I feel like in the home roasting it's kind of like home brewing. There's all these you know, these fanatics out there that are trying to keep track of everything and yeah. kind of, and they really like to share it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's really fun about coffee and why there's such a res- kind of resilient culture and every part of it is because of the do-it-yourself aspect of it. For sure. And, and for uh, me, like getting into home roasting, that was like, oh, I can do this myself. It's yeah. great. Uh, and, and it's been something that's uh, obviously, of course, been of interest to me. I think, I think everyone who like gets super into coffee at some point is like, what if I roasted it for myself? And maybe there's, there's too many barriers in the way there. Like it just never made sense for me to roast at home, the the way that you know I've I've been living my life, just haven't had a place to do it or the equipment. Now I I ran into uh, a company, a newish company. Yeah, um, been around for a few years, but uh, they're I call just, it a, a PC company, post conduit. It's all stuff that started since I <laughs> dove into this. Uh, I like that PC <laughs> post conduit. Uh, Ikawa is the company. They make they make a very uh, very good compact roaster, and their first their first iteration of this is a professional sample roaster uh, that is used by um, a lot of people. Lot Sam of people. actually uses it. Mm-hmm. So he, when I started, I'm sort of jumping ahead of here, but when I started playing around with it and doing Instagram stories, he started messaging me. He uses the pro version of it. Um, he was really happy with this. So I, I got in touch with Ikawa at one of the shows early, earlier this I-Kawa, year. Ikawa, I-K-A-W-A. I-K-A-W-A. Yeah, we'll have those links in the show notes, copyleversradio.com. Um, and they were also starting to showcase a home roaster version, which is pretty new for them. Uh, and so got in touch with them, and eventually they connected me with like their home roaster, sent it to me. Uh, and so I've been playing around with that. And um, we'll have pictures of this, and I'll, I'll post uh, a couple small videos. Uh, I'm going to be doing a whole sort of re- a review, more like a 
introduction to the roaster. Right. Like I, I like to do these videos from the point of view of if you buy it and then get it, what's that experience going to be like and how are you going to get into it? Right. Um, so I've been diving into it. It's like a really impressive machine. It makes home roasting. I feel like I'm cheating actually, to be honest <laughs> at this point, because uh, I took it out of the box. I plugged it in. I set up the app and then just follow the directions. And I was immediately roasting coffee. Uh, now I, I'm freely going to admit it's not the best coffee in the world. That yeah, it doesn't taste like you're cheating. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, but it's a good cup though. Well, look, like I think, and this is one of the points that I wanted to make as well. I think, um, it, it points out that quality coffee, a lot of that is in the quality of the production, like the source. Yeah. The green coffee. Like if you product. start with really good green coffee and you have a machine that Absolutely. can like take you 80% of the way there. You're going to be really happy. Uh, and also because you're going through the process of roasting it. Right. Um, so, yeah, the way the Akawa works is it, it has an app that works on roast curves. And um, they have profiles set up for the set of coffee that you get with the roaster. Right. And you can just kind of follow along and just start roasting right away without knowing anything. And then once you start getting into it, you can actually adjust the way it roasts and try to make it better and that sort of thing. So I haven't got to that point yet. I've been going off the base uh, roasting courage right. just as I get familiar with the machine and getting into the process. It's curious to me that it's such a light roast, even though that's a standard curve um, or whatever. My reaction with all the roasts, wow. all their base roasts, is that they have been a bit too light. And so when I start fiddling with them, I want I want to roast them a bit more. I want some more sweetness yeah. out of them. And that might be kind of by design, you know, so yeah. you can learn about the roasting. You know, they know their curves aren't perfect necessarily. Yeah, well, I mean, also like... I mean, you you can speak to this better than I can, but the way that it roasts is is not just going to depend on the coffee that's in there, but the environment that you're roasting in and and all these sorts depends, of depends. Yeah, I mean, all that and where it's getting airflow and where that air is coming from. If it's cold air from outside, you know that kind of stuff. Um, I know on the old school air roasters, like having to like the different, um, like kind of like the amps would vary different outlets, and mm -hmm. so it would have different oomph for the heating elements. And so if I didn't use the same outlet, it was a completely different profile. Interesting. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how that specifically has an effect on this here, yep. but this. Um, I was going to pull up the app. This particular coffee that I roasted that we're trying today is is a Brazil, Sitio uh, Bella Vista. Sitio Bella Vista. Sitio um, is farm, basically. Yeah. Okay. Um, and this is like, the, I, I don't think these curves really. This is this is the curve. <laughs> it's not really a curve. So that's There's what we got here. What we got here is the temperature of the of the air going into the roasting chamber. Okay. So it has a temperature sensor, uh, pulls the air in from the bottom, goes up into the machine, heats right. it very precisely and quickly, and that's the air, air going into the chamber. Uh, and the the only moving element in the roaster is a fan. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's all it's not a drum. all the coffee is being rotated by air. Oh wow! So it's a fluidized bed. I don't know what that means. It means the air is moving moving it around yeah. instead yeah, of yeah. an agitator like a yes. drum. Yes, um, yes. Fluidized bed, fluidized bed reactors. Gotcha. Yep. Um, Sounds and a lot then, more complicated. And then than the it is. second second line on here is airflow. Okay. Um, so so but this this temperature readout is after. I mean, after the heating this is element, right, This is right before the air goes into the roasting chamber. Right. So after the heating element, but before it's the room. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, it's not able to, to measure the temperature of the actual coffee. No, no. And the roasters don't. But it's it's very easy to... Um, well, that's that's one of those things in roasting where you sort of 
Like it's never that accurate of a readout yeah. of what the actual okay. bean temperature is. Gotcha. Um, we all we all know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there are various ranges of temperatures where those chemical reactions in the coffee roasting process just happen. They have to happen. Like we know when proteins start browning. Like that's gotcha. a, that's a natural thing. So. But the thermocoupler, like what we have, is different between every roaster. And mm -hmm. so that's sort of why these do-it-yourself home roasters go nuts, is because they're trying to come up with a calibrated readout. Interesting. But when you're measuring air temperature, or on mine, because we have more volume in our roaster, we're getting more like contact of the beans on there. So it's a little bit more accurate, but still on small batches, like what we were doing today gotcha. on the sample roasting, is that it does it's not accurate. So um, in, in talking with uh, my contact with Akawa, he was, he was telling me a lot about the sort of best approach recommendation for adjusting your roasts is uh, first off, you, the best thing to do is start off by um, paying attention to when the color starts to change on the coffee and then when first crack happens. Yep. And you can kind of use those indicators to start making adjustments. And then all I have totally. to do from here is like, I can, I can edit this. And then just start moving things around. That's right? cool. So it's an app that just lets you do touch screen and move those profiles. Around. Yeah. So uh, we're definitely going to have to come back and do another roast a batch. Mm -hmm. And now that you've gotten into this a little bit more and compare kind of what those charts are with the roasting process, because there are some very key indicators and I don't think. It's well, quite eventually, so do I do have some of your coffee right. and what I, and I'm going to, I'm going to learn more about the roasting process with the coffees that I got from them through their profiles. And then I'm going to get into making my own with the, I have your Columbia and the Peru. And I think mm. once I get into that and get satisfied with what I'm doing, then we can start doing some side by side because you'll have the, the yep. roasting there. So that'll be pretty fun. Um, but uh, yeah, one of the things that has this, so I know that this coffee is not like amazing. <laughs> there, are so, there are definitely some things that can be better about it. Uh, I would like to be more developed, number one. Yeah. Um, I think the, the brew itself is a little bit off. But, and that's all stuff to get used to. Yeah. Um, but the simple fact that I roasted this. Right. Is this your first try? Of the... Like, out of the box, it's first attempt? Of this particular Brazil, yes. Well, right. uh, I think I did, like, three rounds. So I, you can only... That's another thing. You only roast 50 grams at a time. Right. Uh, which, honestly, for roasting at home is just fine. Yeah, it's like about I enough can, for one French press. Well, I can roast a, a week's worth of coffee in an hour. Like yeah. on a weekend or whatever, and that's that's pretty fun. Or you could do a couple weeks at a time and then let it sit for a while. I haven't determined when, when you know how long this should sit, kind of thing. Uh, this was roasted Thursday. Yeah, I mean, there's a few factors in this. I think you're. I mean, it's absolutely right about the development time. It's a Brazil. Brazils aren't going to be like particularly fragrant and crazy out there like some other origins. Um, I would like it to be sweeter and yep. a little more. When more you can smell that, like I get. A lot of peanut, like yeah. peanut skin on that, and that's what comes out of kind of an undeveloped coffee. And you saw me breaking a bean. Yeah. Um, just kind of looking at the inside, it's a good test if you want to look at these things. You can see kind of the stratification, striation of the of the different of the roasting process inside there, mm -hmm. and uh, it's just pretty tan. But I have to say, like, there's not a lot of layering in there, right? Which is good. It means it's all consistently roasted. So even which means the heat yeah. got into the middle before the heat before it needed to hit the outside. So you gotcha. can see that, like, if it's like roasts that are too quick or like mm -hmm. sometimes too much air in the convective heat side towards the end, like you're going to cook the outside faster. And so you break them open. Um, and so it's, it's kind of cool to see that, you know, I would, it's almost like just give it another minute. Yeah. Like keep the same profile. Just let it go longer. Yeah. That's kind of um, what I'm going to try first. Yeah. Uh, and see, see how that goes. Yeah. I mean, I would say they're probably like three or four degrees off of where you'd want to be on this. Interesting. But, um, 
But yeah, it's interesting gonna, that it's such a light roast. Yeah. I mean, I have to say, like, that's a really light roast. And for home yeah. roasters and people getting into this, that's a little bit mysterious of a mm. of a profile area that has the most finicky side of both the roasting and then the brewing and everything to really dial that in. That it seems like that's yeah. an odd spot to start. Yeah, we we talked about that a little bit. They're still they're still kind of figuring that out. They wanted to do um, the the light roast side of things because uh, I think the the people who uh, are going to tend to get into it are going to be more interested in that side of the roasting. Maybe. Maybe. Um, but, of course, you have the ability to adjust. Right. So, uh, Do that, they not have any dark roast profiles? Uh, he sent me He sent me a couple, actually. I haven't okay. delved into them yet. The, the base profiles for it. So the roaster comes with um, a box of, the I think it was six different coffees. Yeah. 500 grams each. So a lot of coffee. You posted that on the extracted page, right? Yeah, that's yeah, right. On the Instagram. Um, and uh, and you get profiles for each of those, so you can just plug and play right away. Yeah. That's amazing. That's that's the kind of stuff that's changed so fast in yeah. the last few years, as far as the plug and play side of coffee. Right. You were even seeing that with the Breville, like yeah, you know, <laughs> the espresso the, machine. Like, it's like and even like the competition machines, you know, yeah. with the brewing and, and some of those Nova Simnellis and stuff. You just put your flash drive right into it, and it has your whole profile of what, how you want to brew your coffee and everything like yeah. that in there. Technology really can take you like 89% of the way. Yeah. Um, Unless it's taking you 89% of the way of being fully developed and where you want to drink it. <laughs> yes, yes. But uh, I think I think I'm going to find that it'll be easy to adjust that. I just haven't gotten to there just yet. Totally. Um, awesome. But uh, I, I really like it's fun. It's been it's been Isn't fun just setting up the machine and just I got yep. I get to smell the green coffee. And then see it roast, and then smell the roasted version, yep. and have the brew. Like having that all in my own home, it's is pretty fantastic. Awesome. I have to awesome. say, so like I got into home roasting and eventually into coffee, but I got into home roasting fully in graduate school, and it was just it was a perfect hobby because I would, I would you know, when I needed a break from studying over the weekend, I would roast a few batches of coffee, and then I'd wait a week to drink them, and so like the following weekend, it was a perfect way to wake up. Because I've been waiting all week to try this new Ethiopian, try the new profile, and then have that as a motivator to get out of bed to go mm-hmm. back and do more homework. Um, it's a fantastic hobby. It's really fun to see all that yeah. happen and taste it. and um, It's eye-opening. I mean, we you have a, something in here about the notes about, like, it's not the same as professional as far as quality. Well, so... Um, um, which I crossed out because I disagree I think you can. I think you can get it there. Yeah, it's but the consistency if, so, and knowing what green coffees to buy and stuff like that. You know, I mean, there's some yeah. skill set that comes into that. My my, my note on that was more that if if what I want, if all that I want is to brew the like a really good cups of coffee every morning, right. then um, like getting into home roasting, especially with this kind of equipment, is probably not going to be what I'm going to do. No, you really got to be into like the. <clears throat> Like, like the process, yeah. yeah. Like process. it's just like I mean, you can go get a much better meal if you go out and get somebody else to cook it for you, right? But you could also learn to make a really darn good meal yeah. at your own house. And and I did I did put the comparison to cooking on there, but also I think I think it's it's a little bit different because the cost difference between cooking your own food and going out to a restaurant is massive, and right. the cost difference between roasting your own coffee and going to someone you know like you or it's irrelevant. It's very minimal, right? Uh, but Obviously, roasting your own coffee, you get you get the satisfaction. Totally, of yeah. Roasting your own coffee. <laughs> I mean, I know she's not listening, but good old this is a quick little shout out to uh, Caroline, that's one of the managers over at La Marzocco Cafe now. Mm. But she uh, she was the barista at Stumptown 
on Capitol Hill in Seattle when they were at the roastery, um, when I was into home roasting and she was leading the tastings, the daily cuppings there. And, uh, I mean, she's still in the industry and we're still, mm-hmm. we're still friends, but that was one of those moments where I happened to have the same coffee from Sweet Maria's that they had at Stumptown oh, yeah. from the same farm, same mm-hmm. producer. And we got it. I brought mine in, I roasted and brought it in and we did a side by side cupping. And that was one of those moments with a professional that just felt really inclusive and kept me in the industry in a lot of ways, but also just eye opening, like, oh man, this is darn good. Like yeah. I'm not that far off of what Stumptown's doing, you know, at my yeah, that's 50 pretty grams. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it'll be, it'll be my, my opinions on that are probably going to end up changing once I get to the point where I'm familiar enough with the equipment to adjust profiles, make my own profiles right. and like get to like roasting the coffee that you're roasting. And then and you know, maybe I even bring it in on a Tuesday and yep. it ends up getting lost on the, on that cupping table amongst all your other stuff. <laughs> oh, the madness, like the 19 yeah. samples of Guatemalans next week. <laughs> um, I would say that the biggest problem with the quality as far as home roasting goes is the consistency between batches. Right. You know, I mean, the profiles are certainly helping that. That was a big issue when I was in the old school roasters like that. It was just like doing the same thing every time or like the temperature was different, you know, so week to week or whatever. It was hard to hard to well, keep it, the same thing going. And you've got different equipment, too. Right. Like that has to have an influence. Right. I mean, my home roaster. Yeah. At the home roasting level, like it was hard to do the same thing every time. No, I, but I mean, like compared to like a professional right. roaster. Like you've got it. We're much more consistent and the volume is much larger. I mean, even, even a conduit, but much bigger roasters than us, you know, it's that it's that you have a thousand pounds coming out of a batch. Then that's a lot of coffee. That's all going to taste the same. That's true. Uh, and that uh, getting into a whole nother subject, of course, we've talked about how those larger roasters can maybe sometimes lose some of the ability to, I don't know. There's some nuances in there. We can get into that as far as what scale does to the quality of the cup. Yeah. You know, because there's some give and take in there. But yeah, that's true. Uh, but I think uh, as far as home roasting goes, it's 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 about that that satisfaction of doing the whole process yourself yep. and the extra connection that gives you to the whole process. Right. And, the and you get to focus on the parts of coffee that you really like. You know, so it's the geography, it's having all the different origins all over. If it's really dialing on the scientific side of one coffee and doing that over and over, like home roasting lets you kind of yeah. play with any part of that. Yeah, I kind of want to, I want to get my hands on some Yemen now myself. Know, right? <laughs> or maybe, maybe I'll figure out the roaster a bit more and then, and then try that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I'm still, I'm, I'm going to be pretty spoiled with Isakawa because it's, it's, it has a lot in it that does a lot of the work for me. Right. Um, you were telling me before that when you started home roasting, you were like, you, you had to sit there and carefully watch and you get a timer. Yeah, it was like sitting and watching a vacuum. Like it was so loud. Yeah. <laughs> like I would wear earplugs <laughs> and just watch the color change and stuff like that because it, it, it was hard to keep it consistent. And it was, I lived in an old house at that point mm-hmm. too. And so it was just very open as far as airflow and the power gotcha. was all goofy and so different days if the washing machine was on or something like that then there wouldn't be as many amps available to the roaster and so it would mm. take longer just didn't have the oomph in that and uh yeah i can plug mine in the kitchen plug just like any other appliance and yep. then i have to stick it under the vent hood on the stove because yeah. it will set off did it work when you alarm. just put it on the stove and under there because i know it set off the smoke alarm when it was the next first to it. time yeah yeah next to it but then home the roasting makes a lot time, of smoke it will set off your alarm. It, it actually, it didn't really like very little visual smoke. Like, I didn't really see on. that. Much. It has that filter on it though? I'm not sure it does. I think it does because there's a lot of smoke. Uh, I mean, so 
<laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I'm not familiar enough with technology to talk about how the Akawa works, right. but it's got this, this method of airflow that, um, and I guess you'll be able to see this in the pictures at the, at the bottom on one side is a jar. And while you're roasting, the jar collects all the chaff and, right. and dust and everything like that. And apparently the airflow is designed to deposit as much of that in there as possible. There's a little bit of smoke that goes out the top that you can maybe sometimes see. Um, but a lot of times I can't see any smoke. Now, uh, the first time I ran the, the roaster, I put it next to the stove with the fan on. And that didn't pull enough of the smoke out. It still set off the smoke alarm. But it's an apartment smoke alarm. And they're pretty annoying. Second time, and ever since then, I stick it right underneath the vent and just have that running the whole time. And I can turn on the roaster, walk into the next room, and just watch the app. And uh, that's it. Great. Uh, that's interesting. I'm reading their website right now on it. Uh, they don't have a filter. Yeah, I, I didn't think but so. But they say that um, this is cute. Mm -hmm. um, it emits very little smoke when roasting. It does not require external ventilation to be fitted. This is which yours did because it set off the alarm. Well, I think I think <laughs> what they're talking about there is like attaching ventilation right. to the thing. I mean, my little thing was like 100 grams at a time, and it would. It was mm -hmm. a lot of smoke. Mm -hmm. It was it was like choke you out kind of smoke in the kitchen. Um, but it says this is mainly due to the small batch size and the fact that when using recommended roast recipes, you will not burn the coffee beans. So very little amounts of smoke is emitted. Um, so I guess because they're not they're not done. The smoke comes from this caramelization, and those aren't caramelized at all. So so maybe I'll start seeing more smoke as I as I would I be wary of that. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, we'll see what happens. I I, I was thinking about that, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to push it as much as I can, and I am gonna try to to do a dark roast because I do have I they did send me some extra recipes I can load in there yep. and try them out. Um, I may end up having to bring it here, <laughs> but. One of the things I'm trying to figure out with this machine is, is it suitable for someone in my situation uh, who lives in an apartment? It probably And is. I can't, like, I don't have a garage I can go right. roast in or can't take it out on the patio or anything like that. Um, I guess I probably could, but it rains all the time now. Well, no, but the air temperature messes everything up. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, you have cold air going into that. I even noticed that with ours. Like, yeah. today, it was pretty cold here in Seattle. It was around 30 this morning when I kicked the roaster on. So I turned our main fan off because pumping that much cold air in does adjust, does mm -hmm. affect how the BTUs get into my roast. Yeah. Yeah. Consistency. Do the same thing every time. So, yeah, I'll be really excited to, to play around with the roasting, develop these, and then get into roasting, you know, some of your coffee. Yeah. Well, it's really fun. And I've always encouraged home roasters to buy some of our green coffee and then come back and show me what they have. I mean, yeah. I'm really curious about that. And I think that that's maybe 2019 will be the summer when we get home roasters here and we have a little home roasting extravaganza, not competitive competition. Oh, yeah. And have some fun with that. You know, so having an ally like you, Joseph, with a home roaster <laughs> will definitely help facilitate getting more people in here. And um, and hopefully we can uh, get our hands on some other roasters as well and play around with them. Yep. Just do some and we've been talking about that a lot. We have some fun yeah. things happening with that. Always. Always. Uh, before we uh, wrap up the show, do our little shout outs as we like to do. Uh, if you'd like to have a shout out on the show, you want to check out our Patreon. Just visit CoffeeLoversRadio.com. Click that Patreon link. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yep. And you have to go back to the Patreon login once you're once you're a member of Patreon and you're donating all sorts of money to the show. Yeah. You have to go back onto Patreon to get the notice to submit your shout out. So it's really important that you 
keep up on that. Also, there's some really cool stuff. If you are following us as a patron, then you do get all the show notes. And so while you're looking at all the goofy pictures of me spilling coffee, you can see if there's a message from Joseph to give us a shout out. Yes, that's right. Uh, those of you who uh, are current subscribers, if you don't give me a shout out, I might just make one up for you. Which is kind of what Maybe. I'm doing now. Okay. But, I mean, I think there's an obvious shout out for Akawa for hooking yes. you up with this. Definitely. And definitely. Shout out to Akawa. Yep. Uh, I'll link to them in the regular show notes. Um, and then when I have the videos or whatever, I'll yep. throw them into the extended notes. And if you, as a listener, have an Akawa or home roasting experience, like we'd love to hear your experience about that and mm -hmm. uh, maybe include that as a future show or future information or just send us a shout out about... All yep. the smoke from your roasting operation <laughs> in your little kitchen. Um, a couple of these aren't really shout-outs. I just, I've just been, I've been diving into this. I don't know what you call it, like an umpteenth wind in coffee, and and um, having my friend Jill hang out here. Mm. Uh, she's asking a lot of great questions, and and so I found these couple podcasts, and I just want to give a quick shout-out to a couple of these. Um, I feel like some of our listeners might have this idea of of a coffee company of some capacity, you know. So one that I discovered. Uh, it's called How I Built This Coffee Roasting Business. Um, and it's from Royal Mile Coffee in New Jersey. And uh, it's a really interesting podcast. I'm definitely going to reach out to the um, to the the roaster owner because, um, I mean, he, he yammers on a little bit like all of us professionals do. But he, he says so many things about the business that are absolutely true. And I can just put myself exactly in that position. So it almost pulls my heartstrings a little bit to hear this, but yeah, it's called, um, Royal mile coffee, but it's how I built this coffee roasting business. Pretty straightforward name talks about everything. Like what's it like to have like deal with cash flow and accounts that aren't paying you and how to deal with friends that want to help you out and all these things as he grew his business in five years, what he came across as a small roaster. And, uh, I, I suggest that to everybody if they're kind of curious about the business side and like hearing it from a small business owner that's nearly in tears during every episode. Uh, and I really am grateful that I don't have to make that podcast now because uh, mine would have been PG. I think I'm going to have to have to listen. To it's that. good. It's it's decent. Um, he has like 12 episodes out. The other one that's this one's probably a little bit advanced for a lot of people, but it just needs to be out there. It's called Coffee Roasting Navigated, and it's uh, I'm going to forget her name now. It's a wonderful podcast. Uh, she's Danish, I believe, Danish or Finnish, so adorable accent. But she interviews a lot of the different roasters in Scandinavia and in, mm. in Europe about what their roasting styles are. Um, and it's not a show about how to roast coffee, but just really showing you that these are all the different ways that these professional roasters do it. And so it's really fun for me to hear their different words are describing the same thing and all their different quality control methods, whether it's purely Agtron color reading only, or if it's only development time, or if it's overall roast time, or if it's only smell. Uh, they kind of interview all these people, and it's really fantastic. So that's Coffee Roasting Navigated, and uh, those two podcasts have been uh, nice. kind of influential to me in the last couple weeks. I'm kind of sad that I'm just burning through with all the roasting I'm doing. You you listen to a lot of podcasts when you roast, don't you? Yeah, I listen to a lot of kind of talk radio and stuff, so when NPR just repeats itself on hour three, you know, at seven in the morning, it's uh, <laughs> it's good to get something else on. I have a hard time trying to find music and think about it. It's just better to, I don't know. All right. I well, uh, that's our that's our introduction to home roasting. Yeah. Kind of fun to follow along. Hopefully we uh, bring some more back to you. Absolutely. Cool. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Cheers, Jesse. Yep. See you at the third crack. Third crack. CoffeeLoversRadio.com.
This has been Joseph and Jesse with Coffee Lovers Radio. Thank you for listening, and please subscribe to the show and sign up for the email newsletter. Visit coffeeloversradio.com. There you can listen to our shows, click through to our Patreon page to get expanded show notes and other fun stuff. Coffee Lovers Radio is a partnership between Extracted Magazine and Conduit Coffee. Visit coffeeloversradio.com, say hello, and listen to our after show, The The Third Third Crack. Crack!